Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. The day was October 19th, 1987. I remember it well. I was 24 years old, and I was responsible for the management of the investment holding company that my mother had left behind when she died. I was only 18 years old at the time of my mother's death. I knew very little about investing back in those days. I studied a lot, and fortunately, during those five years, from 1982 through 1987, the market conditions were forgiving, and it was hard to make mistakes. But October 19th, and the days that followed, were very scary for a young 24-year-old fund manager. The largest drop in stock market value happened on that day and in the days that followed, but there was still a lot of liquidity in the hands of the fund managers who were able to cushion the blow, at least temporarily. But days later, fund managers were out of cash and they had no choice but to sell. That added to the downward pressure in the market. On today's show, we're talking about the lemming theory of investing and how funds lose control over market timing. Warren Buffett is famous for his quote, the best chance to deploy capital is when things are going down. He's got another related quote. So smile when you read a headline that says, investors lose as market falls. Edit it in your mind to, disinvestors lose as market falls, but investors gain. Though writers often forget this truism, there's a buyer for every seller, and what hurts one necessarily helps the other. So here we are, we're in a falling market right now. One of the most famous technology funds is Kathy Wood's ARK Investment Management Fund. It's been one of the best performing funds during the stimulus era and during the pandemic. But the fund has lost 20% of its value since the start of the year, and about half of its value in the past year. One of the hallmarks of this fund has been investing in high-growth, unprofitable, and largely untested firms. Or think of companies like Robinhood, a company that went public earlier this year, They've been targeting new young investors and providing low-cost platform for investors to get into the market. company hasn't turned a profit yet, and the share price is down 77% since its high on August the 6th of 2021. If Robinhood can't turn a profit in a hot rising market, then how on earth will they survive during more difficult market conditions? But I'm maybe getting a little off topic. When you're managing a fund and selling those fund units to the general public, your hands are tied to a large degree. You can't control, or at least fully control, when you make purchases and when you make redemptions. The funds are not the subject of program trading, like individual stocks on the exchange. If the market psychology has people piling into the market, then the fund manager has cash to deploy in the market with the approximate ratios of the fund's holdings. If there are net redemptions, then the fund manager ultimately needs to sell shares, often at a loss, in order to honor those redemptions. That means a fund manager could be buying a stock as it's rising and selling the stock when it's falling. That's the exact opposite of what a professional investor would do. Having the money managed by a professional is not really putting the professional in control. They choose the stock, but not the timing of the purchase. Every major stock market crash since 1987 has experienced this effect of fund redemptions, amplifying the downward pressure in the market. And when prices are rising, People pile into the market, pushing prices up further. And when prices are volatile and falling, people run for the exits, usually after losing a bunch. They hit the panic button and sell when prices drop below their threshold. For some investors, that threshold's 10%. For others, they sell at 20% below their purchase price as a stop-loss trigger. And they tell themselves they'll buy back the stock later at a lower price in order to make up for the loss they just experienced. But that, of course, rarely happens. Then you've got the professional traders short-selling the stock in volatile market conditions with the expectation the stock will fall in the short term, hoping to profit from the stock's volatility. And then on a Friday afternoon, they'll buy back the stock in order to close out the week having covered their short position. 
That's why you'll see stock market indices bounce back by hundreds of points on a Friday afternoon. Most traders want to be able to relax on the weekend, take their wife out for dinner, without the worry of whether their short position is going to blow up on them in the coming days. The timing of those trades has nothing to do with the stock. They simply want to have a weekend to themselves where they're not spending the entire weekend thinking about their portfolio. They want to be present with their families. So why are we talking about this today? This is, after all, a real estate podcast. Well, at the end of the day, our listeners are investors first and foremost. That means our listeners invest in multiple different asset types. They hold precious metals, they hold real estate, shares in private companies, and yes, shares in public companies, some of them in their retirement accounts. And who knows, maybe some even hold a position in crypto. Today, I hold almost no stock in public companies. Not because I don't believe in the growth of good companies, but I don't believe that the stock market is a true reflection of company value. The past several years have been a clear example of overvalued companies continuing to appreciate in price, at least until they don't. Our portfolio in 1987 suffered about a 15% drop in value. 18 months later, that gap was largely erased. But we had purchased quality companies with stable earnings and growth. We were not speculating on what would go in and out of fashion. Fund managers have been forced to sell in recent weeks. And for those who are speculating on companies eventually making a decision to become profitable, they will be punished, and in my view, rightly so. Profitability is a decision that companies consciously make. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.